All right, welcome to another episode of the Fan Asia Podcast. Uh, this is powered by Podmetrics.co. Uh, use the referral code the fan. That's uppercase, uh, one word, the fan, and monetize your podcast anywhere in the world, whether you're starting a new one or uh, you have one running already. And uh, we'd like to welcome once again. We got Chris Newsom and Javier Delgado, good friends of mine, and uh, obviously everyone knows Chris uh, from the Morocco. Um, Chris, what's going on? Not much, just chilling, uh, hanging out, and waiting for the the call of the PBA. Um, I think right now they're just trying to get us our vaccines. That's the last that I heard of uh, from Morocco management. Uh, getting our vaccines and then we're going to try to find a venue to play and it looks like they want to do the closed circuit um, but from the latest that they told us the bubble will be the very very last option because it's also the most expensive option so uh, that's where we're at and they're targeting uh, late May to early June start date yeah. as of right now still no practice though uh, man. What, is, what is the closed circuit and, and involved Chris? Closed circuit is um, like the players and anyone involved can only go to the practice facility, uh, the the game facility, and home. Those are only three locations you're allowed to go. So, so, so Kendall Jenner, <clears throat> so Kendall Jenner type of girls uh, not allowed, I guess, right? I mean, I guess as long as they're in your your closed circuit, that's the that's the <laughs> risky part about it. But um, you have a pass, dude. Uh, okay, you have a closed circuit pass. Uh, you have. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, you just got to show your vaccination card. Oh man, yeah, that's, it. Yeah. that's that's it. That's it. I mean, yeah. that's the way it's gonna be for for some countries, you know, to travel is the digital passport vaccine, right? So, the digital so vaccine passport to show. I just find that it's gonna be hard to trace, especially in countries like the Philippines, where we can just make it up. You know, I mean, how easy it is to to come up with a card. You know, we come up with fake driver's licenses, uh, fake uh, health reports. You know, um, so. I, I heard an interesting. Um, I don't know what country it was in Europe where they have a dating service, and if you link up with someone and you want to be intimate with that person, you have to set a side money for a rapid test to be taken before you decide to get intimate. Damn. So you draw blood, look at it, and if it comes out negative, then you can proceed. You don't you don't they don't do the swab? That's interesting. In your yeah? I think a swab is more you have to be professional to, to perform a swab, but you can just prick yourself with a for a rapid, you know? <laughs> yeah, but the rapid isn't guaranteed, man. That's a scary True. thing. It's not guaranteed, but it close enough. I mean, there's so many <laughs> But I mean just it just shows you what lengths people are going yeah, to but, but I mean that, some sort some normalcy. That, that's how it got out of hand, I think, in our country was the false positives. You know what I mean? Yeah. We wasted money on false positives you know in the u.s they didn't wear masks you know obviously they got five hundred thousand dead right right but i mean in the philippines we thought we were negative meanwhile we were a symptomatic positive you know so it, it, it's 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 hard to to say because you know these guys are players you 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 do the rapid test and then you go out on the court and someone's got a comorbidity or or underlying yeah or immune immuno de, uh, deficiency and uh i mean it's it's that's on you but you don't know you know what i mean because it says on the test 
hey, I'm negative, but really the tests are yeah. faulty. So it's it's hard to to really continue um, the situation where Chris is like, okay, I he knows he's healthy, but the people that he will see after the game, or you never know, you know what I mean? The, yeah, exactly. Like, until now, Jason Tatum is is still have, has a hard time breathing. I think uh, yeah. another player um, who's also not hundred percent. Who's that player? Uh, Fred Van, Fred Van Fleet. They actually drew Drew Holiday. Uh, they did an interview on FVV, and he's saying, "Yo, man, I can't get up and down the court the same way." Like, yeah. he has he's he's exerting effort to breathe, um, and he feels it was the COVID. You know what I mean? And and these guys are like top notch, clean bill of health. Uh, they, yeah. they the the products that goes in their bodies and the training and the you know the facilities that they have is top notch. You know it's and to think that these guys are feeling after a month, two, three months, still not a hundred percent, which is kind of scary as an athlete. You know, I mean, you guys do this for a living. You know, so you need to be at a hundred percent. You know, even more so, you're you're everyday person. Yeah, imagine if you're just a regular guy, a regular girl, and you're not in shape. You have bad nutrition. You have bad sleeping habits, and you you live with several family members that go in and out of the house and we create that atmosphere where it's easy to catch it you know so so what your what are your plans chris you're going to play you're going to are you going to hold it out yeah 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 i'm going to play um as far as what they said is they'll they'll give a vaccine for every uh, immediate person in your household so for me that's uh, that's my dad my sister and cam Nice. So as long as everyone that, as long as all of them have it, then it's okay. We're, we'll be okay, especially my dad. So for me, as, as as long as they guarantee that, then I'm all good to play because those are the only people that I really live with. Uh, even then, I think Cam's family is already vaccinated or they're they're getting vaccinated. Wow. Uh, so quick, huh? at least, good. yeah, uh, they, I think um, just everyone being vaccinated will kind of give a little bit of extra peace of mind uh, yeah. especially you know me with with uh, as much contact that I'll be having once I start playing I think uh, just having that extra peace of mind that everyone is vaccinated is okay yeah. um, but of course you still got to be careful yep safety always that's crazy uh, let's talk about this whole game fixing uh, and this Vismin cup that uh, I believe Mindanao, the the Mindanao uh, division has been put on hold, but the the Visayas has been ongoing, has been con- is going to continue. I think with the uh, with the games, um, but it's pretty crazy. Department of Justice is to charge I think seventeen individuals or something like that. Uh, like it's wild. It's wild. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, well. over the MP- I mean, did you see it though? Yeah, yeah. You see, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I mean, have you ever shot? Uh, you know, I mean, for fun, like during game, like I want to shoot with my left. You know, I mean, whether or not you guys are ahead or or losing by or getting crushed, I mean, has do you know anyone that has tried with the left hand? I I don't know anyone in in game that I recall. I remember just Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan closing their eyes, right? But 
I mean, I think this was like probably. I think LeBron shot a left-handed layup before. I mean, a left-handed free throw. But I don't think they were doing that for game shaving. Yeah, yeah. They're probably up by a whole lot. Bragging rights, right? (laughs) It's more like I can, I can do this, you know. But yeah, yeah. I mean, if you even go back to that Tim Donahue, how he kind of was shaving points through refereeing. Yeah, yeah. Uh I mean, like even teams that. I would say teams that tank, they they play an awesome three quarters, and come the last quarter, you kind of step off the gas and don't make it obvious. Yeah, but they're doing it not for gambling purposes. They're just trying to get a, a better draft position. Mm-hmm. But it happens even in the NCAA and the in the US. I think like yeah. shading points well, is almost even, in every sport. It's just more of like how do you not make it obvious? Even in the MPBL right now, like. Uh, you know, those uh, six, 17 individuals. So I, I got it mixed up. So Visman Super Cup has the Sikihor, right? And um, one, one of the other teams also in investigation. But um, the MPBL now is also under investigation. Like, it's crazy. That's wild. Like, they have yes. what? Um, is it Batangas, Malolos, Bacor, Angeles, Pasay... I didn't even think Pasigang, and I think there's another two teams. Um, Makati? Muntinlupa and Caloacan. Those, those, those cities uh, have been filed in courts. Like, uh, there's a case against those cities. It's crazy. Imagine That's that. a- <laughs> That's- I it's, always it's thought sad. Like, it's sad to see them. The, the betting was heavy in like NCAA or or UNAP because it's like uh you know but I didn't realize even in smaller leagues that it was that big you know yeah I, I'm just curious as to do they make more money doing these bets right the the the, yeah. the, the if they lose they make more rather than their salary right that's why yeah, this sure. happens like yeah. the only reason why this happens is because they get a percentage from the the odds yeah so how do you beat this? You can't beat this because some teams, some team owners can only afford X amount. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you, you say to your players, you know what? Let's just play to lose. We, we win this amount. We split this amount. You earn more. You have more to spend on. You have more income. And you're still playing the game, even though it's not in a... In, in a in your form in a, exactly right. like the integrity of the game is at right. stake uh but right. if you look at it you're not in the you're thinking you're not in the nba you're not in the pba why don't we just yeah. make the cash you know i mean we're on a, exactly exactly why don't we just make the cash maybe i guess like I, if it's a, such a small league and the players and and maybe the coaching staff get paid a certain amount and they see the revenues that they can derive from shaving a game. I guess it's a huge increment or a huge bump up what they're getting paid presently. That it's too good yeah, to pass. I, I don't even know the amount. Like I, 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 I never, you know, I mean, I've never heard of, uh, you know, in depth on how much a player makes or can make. So yeah, I'm just speculating. But I'm thinking. I'm just speculating if if you get let's say like like three thousand pesos a game, for example, and if you could control the outcome of this game, you get a bump up of let's say twelve. 
That's a big windfall if you're just earning three oh, for that huge. game. Yeah, that's and you get 12 for just, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a big difference. Yeah. So, what, that, what, I mean, what's I the average like, salary of, of these, uh, of the city players, you know, the inner city players? Is it? I, like I wouldn't know. I would, I would say, yeah, I would say 50 or anywhere from 100 and below. I would say your average would be like 40K and below a month. Okay, a so, month. Okay, okay. Wow. So okay. So if you're getting, let's say, fifty to a hundred, let's say ten, ten a week, and and you're getting that amount in one game, you get fifty. Where are you gonna go, Javier? Chris, I know you're gonna say you you just keep the integrity of the game, but I mean, Javier, you make you make a hundred or fifty k a month. You're just a regular Joe, and you're making you're you're you're. You're 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 looking at getting make at least per game, let's say thirty to fifty k a game. Meanwhile, fifty k a month. You know, why don't you just shave off this game? Yeah. Wait, Imagine like if you could make a month's work in 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 four quarters. That's that's a no brainer to some of these people because it's like no question. Yeah, yeah. They're Especially not. The then you'll be. Then you'll feel like you're earning like. You know, the sad part is that it's televised. If yeah. it wasn't televised, then it's not like you wouldn't really think too much about it. Is it true, um, Chris, that worldwide people are actually viewing our Philippine games for odds for the odds? Like they, they it's it's actually a worldwide thing that people bet. Not even like a. a uh, it's not nationwide. It's it's worldwide. The Philippine basketball games, apparently, the betting. That's how I was like. I was like, I, what? I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't know. It's like yeah. millions. We're talking about dollars here. Not even. That's why it, it's it's ridiculous because it's become a an international kind of betting online. It's wild. So, like, let's say, like, you're from Siberia, for example, and then you say, "Hey, you want to make some money? Watch this." inner city league i guess so I <laughs> and, mean, put, right. and then you can put down let's say yeah. like a week's salary and then it will your your, your returns will be you know if you know well, for sure well, you're gonna win well let, let's say let's say you are the um what do you call the the head honcho of of the betting right and you say you contact the owners of these teams because it's easier to contact the owners of the teams right <clears throat> or the coaches and you go hey chris hey javier i know you own x amount i know you know xx team i'm from uh this country uh let's let's uh let's fix these games whatever we make i give you a certain percentage uh it's it, everything is online so you know what the wages are you know how much is in the bank and you make 10 20 percent and this is what you this is what you can make, and this is what you uh, stand out to 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 win and lose. You choose, and you look at it. You look at the numbers, and you say, "How much am I spending for this team? How much are my expenses?" Shoot, I have a huge overhead. It's a it's a pandemic. I might as well make during a pandemic because you know I mean sponsors aren't coming in. I'm bleeding. My company's not making enough to support the the team. Let's do it. You know what I mean? If you are a team owner, you know what I mean? I'm just saying yeah. 
from from uh from an owner's per perspective how i why i would take this you know uh this bet opportunity yeah and it's easier to to in a smaller league rather than a pba obviously um we've heard you know don be fined five hundred thousand for speculating that you know games are fixed and so on so on and so forth but um but in a smaller league it's easier i mean as a player i think if your team sucks you're like yeah might as well right if your team is great you're like f that we want to play competitively we want to play you know in the best of our ability we want to win uh because we're great but you know that ruins the game now everyone is just gonna like yo i want a piece of the pie it's definitely not a good rep, um message to the other team because they're gonna go oh fuck these guys are just fooling around like, right like i mean i think it just overall think destroys the credibility of the game because if why would you want to bust your chops i mean of course you're earning money but if everything was predetermined then that's not no longer a sport right right it's fixed and i think um some of the players that don't want to be in that situation i think they're going to find themselves going to a better league or trying to get to a better league, you know, or a league with more integrity as for the ones that will continue to try to do this and get, and get the, the easy money. Of course, they'll all be involved in the same game. And so yeah. I think that's what it's going to end up turning into is everyone that's involved in the same game will be one league in itself. And then that league will just be controlled. Uh, but obviously, the the real people would know not to enter that league, or the ones that that want to play the game with integrity will will know not to be in that league. I mean, they can ban it. I, I I'm not too sure how it goes, but obviously they are already taking steps to ban or cut off uh, certain certain uh, legs of the league, right? I can't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> that's left-handed. You can even miss it when you're shooting at That's the thing, right? Yeah. No, it, the thing is the reactions. Yeah. It's the reaction. <laughs> he didn't try to. He just. Chucked. I mean, like he, even I mean, LeBron, from time to time, has an air ball free throw. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you saw Tristan Thompson the other day against yeah, the. Tristan. <laughs> against the Lakers, I think it, it was so Ooh. bad. Even I think Kuzma had an air ball. Oh, yeah, two, yeah. Two, two, three, <laughs> so, you know, it's it happens, but the, the yeah. switch you're shooting and it's well, I think the only way to combat this is really Chris is lifetime suspension. For I'm, sure. I mean, to really crack down on yeah. on this on, you know, for for the future, because if you if you're not suspending players for life or at least 10 years, um, or if there's no consequence, period. Yeah, there's, they're going to just keep on doing it because the money's That great. means it's allowed by the league. That means the league yeah. is accepting. Yeah. I mean, if you 10 years is good because by 10 years, players aren't going to be at the top shape in their top four. Right. <laughs> Definitely. Right, right. <laughs> have to play somewhere else, you know. Um, but yeah, that's... Uh, and uh, I believe um, they were fine, like just 15,000 pesos. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Maybe one yeah. of their winnings could cover Which, that and so yeah. I was gonna say they, they probably could double that with how much they made. So yeah. he that, the fine was fifteen thousand for Sinening uh 
Uh, and he's suspended for from the, the tournament. But I mean, 15K, how much was he betting to get? I'm on, I wonder that game. I wonder how much he made that game, you know? So the, 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 the fines don't, don't scare you. Yeah, they don't scare yeah. you. They don't. They don't scare you. So uh, it's almost but, like traffic violation fines. If it's not painful, then you can still do it again and not worry about it. Add it into the gas expense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Collateral uh, damage, 15,000. All right, let's move on to uh, the NBA. Uh, congratulations to the NBA. They have uh, fans. I believe they have, what, two, 2,000 to 3,000 fans now that can enter the stadium, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, I still couldn't see them on, on TV because they're higher. They're, the, they're in the higher uh, yeah, levels. Parts, they're not, yeah. They're not nearly as close as the hundred level or the the the, the bottom uh, level. So yeah, the patrons. Yeah. So um, but I, I know next season, right? They're planning for full cap. Ah, uh, yeah. Capacity. Uh, they need to, man. The, you know, the owners are bleeding. <laughs> yeah. Well, what um what I heard is that they're going to have a, it's like a vaccine QR code system. Okay. So if you're vaccinated, you'll have a QR code that's registered uh, under you, and they'll yeah. scan that uh, upon entry, and that will tell whether you're vaccinated or not. They should actually um, scan it upon purchase of the ticket. Yeah, I think would so you, if, if you, you don't, yeah, say you purchase it idea. like two weeks in advance. Yeah, and then you know by the time the game comes. Your test it, it, could be positive. Yeah, it's a different situation. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, think that will kill easy. scalping, though. Like, you can't scalp your ticket because <laughs> yeah. it's your QR code. Yeah, it's your yeah. QR code in your Just name. The guy oh. that you transferred to also has a QR code. Yeah. Maybe they can. So, even now, the Laker- like <laughs> NFTs, it's like that. Yeah. So, the Laker game, you came you came to the game and they, they actually posted this on their, I think, on their IG stories. Things you need to bring a mask. And official ID, it has to match on the ticket <laughs> or whatever. I, I don't know how that goes, but um, basically, if it's online purchase, uh, you have to the, the, the ID has to match the, the, the ID has to match the ticket. Yeah, the but ticket let's bit. say you buy it for someone, you know, you want to give it your season ticket holder. Okay, you know, I'm giving it to you, Chris. Go ahead. Mm. How do you, you know? Uh, verify. Oh, yo! I am a ticket season ticket holder, but he, my 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 brother owns it. The, you know, my 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 dad owns it. You know, so I think uh, you you have to show your like ID. And proxy. That. Yeah, because sometimes you can't go to all the games, right? Sometimes you just yeah, yeah. You know, you just go. Hey, you want you want tickets to the game? Okay, sure. Um. So now actually, Tones. Um. My last two Rockets games I watched. One was 2014, and one was in 2017. My friend is the one who gets it. He goes through ubid.com. Oh yeah. So you can bid on you can bid on different things and he bid on rocket tickets. Like I think our the first game, it was about like hundred and fifty US and he was able to bid it to like hundred ten. Nice, nice. And when upon entry, he just swiped his credit card and it was just like a it was a flawless transaction. There was no so I'm wondering how they're gonna do it now with transferring. Exactly. It's gonna be tough. It's going to be tough transferring. It's too over. big of a business to not pay attention yeah. to, though. Yeah, you exactly. Know, too much. There's too much revenue there. Um, yeah. and even the the app, there's an app that you can buy, Bidshot. 
so big shot, yeah, big shot yeah. right that in toronto and when uh, i was here uh well before i i i, I was uh you know being uh gifted by the nba asia with with tickets you know it was great i just you know uh hit them up and then there's tickets in my email but um before that i would have to actually bid for tickets so yeah uh bid shot you go on an app and it gives you your seat number your qr code mm -hmm. so everything yeah. is on the app it, you don't need to you just need to screenshot it or or uh, get a e-wallet on, on your phone and your tickets there and then just scan it and then that's it you know what i mean there's no physical uh ticket which yeah yeah which is great because um you know it makes it, it's paperless so yeah paperless no. um i just don't know now moving you know into in into the next season how they're gonna increase sales with this with this predicament of okay you need to have id you need to show id to match the ticket which is it's gonna be crazy i'm sure there's gonna be a way there has to be a way I'm We're sure they're gonna find a way to will, use like blockchain yeah. technology. Watch for sure. Oh yeah, and the league will find ways of making it flexible. You know? For sure. Well, with the NFTs and uh, you know the NBA uh, on the forefront of that, I'm sure they're gonna force the owners to, hey, why don't we make the tickets into NFTs? You know, promote our 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 partnership with Dapper Labs. You yeah. know, have them execute it, or maybe even have each team have yeah. their own. You know. Um, programmers and graphic artists to come up with yeah. their own. but that would be every day though just imagine coming up with tickets every single time that's crazy that's that's be nice. well, you're looking at 41 you're looking at 41 home games damn i could already see i could already <laughs> see uh mark cuban i know he's big into top shot right he's he's heavy so i can already see him giving giving away uh like top shot packs to people that enter the games yeah you know? yeah i can totally see that so it's, I don't know, it's going to be interesting. And it's kind of scary to think that it's still in beta. It's not even, it's not even full on yet. That's so true. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of the, the, the themes that are into technology will find ways of, of making it an easy experience for, for anyone that wants to purchase a ticket. Well, I think the, the thing about it is, um, you know, bridging the NFTs with the, the fan experience, you know, the players are starting to get into the NFTs, which is going to enhance the fan experience, right? Whenever uh, the, the players themselves are actually involved in certain transactions or, or uh, you know, just certain things, the, that experience is going to be valued so much more now. Yes. And you're going to see it, you're going to see it come out and, it's kind of interesting to see how much this this market is worth now. Like yeah, three hundred twenty thousand for a LeBron wow. clip. It's crazy, <laughs> it's crazy, right? Like a house, bro. <laughs> I mean, for for the older generation, they're like, "Why don't I just download the video?" Yeah, right. Why don't I just download the video? Why would I have to spend for a video? You know, that's right. minted on on the internet when I can't even, you know, um bring it around unless i put it into a, my phone uh, you know what i mean or have a, a a digital uh tablet you know a special tablet that goes in it that that the that the minted nft goes in uh why have to spend for that you know what i mean i mean if you're old school but if you're new school oh you want to get that tablet you know what's up nft yeah. you yeah, want you know, you know um 
is it is it going to go up? We don't know. At the end of the day, you know, it's still fairly new. We don't know if um, prices are are inflated um, and things will drop, or it will be the next thing where we're looking at like the you know like how baseball cards are are like twenty million, thirty million dollars. Why can't this be the same amount in the future, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone is 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 capitalizing and trying to buy as many packs and i know chris did you did you purchase a uh, uh, joker yet nft no i'm i'm waiting to uh it's in my radar but you know 600 dollars well i'm i'm one that <laughs> i've been trying to study study the market a little bit right and i understand that uh, the serial numbers are everything when it comes to nfts uh and and sports athletes right you have to same thing with cards, right? Whenever in trading cards, it's extra value if the jersey number and the serial number has a reference to the jersey number. So it's the same thing that applies. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I have one that's locked in. There's number 15. I'm not going to say which one it is so somebody doesn't go get it. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it just has the, the relevance to it. And, um, you know, when you look at it from an investment standpoint, it makes sense, right? You want to get something... Buy, buy low is sell high, right? That's the exactly. rule to anything. And uh, whenever you look at the price of it, um, it's it's actually very, very low. He's actually the most underrated all-star uh, whenever you're talking about NFT price, which is interesting because he's the leading MVP candidate. Uh, so yeah, as you can see there, there's still something that's under $300. You got, uh, you know, 320. We have to look at the LEs and make sure... It's that 325, uh, that one, that jump shot, September 1, the 321. That one's a limited edition with only 3,500 in circulation. But you see the prices on the other ones. The, it's like 16000 $17,000. That's the lowest ask. I, I think Chris wants so, this one. This, this is what, he's, <laughs> this is, this is what uh, yeah. Chris is going to buy Cam oh. on her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> No, I see what I want is to buy it at 300 because if you study LeBron's market, um, like that that three-point shot where he shot it and like turned around, right? Like he yeah. did a little Steph Curry move. So like at the beginning of it, when it first released, uh, the lowest ask was somewhere around like 100, like like you see here, it's like $175. And if you go to it now, I think lowest ask is like $600, right? Wow. And that's that's six xing your money if you bought it. And you just sold it at 600, right? Yeah. And so from an investment standpoint, if you're able to do that within a week, you know, you're, I mean, you're, you're making good money. So it just it's just really about knowing the market. And uh, honestly, you got to have the capital. You definitely yeah. have to have the capital for this one. This is crazy. Um, like but, these, these prices, these kids can't afford and it. It's on, you know, it's going to be no, it's adults. Right. No, 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 they can. Check it out. If you press some of them and you actually – it's on the blockchain. So you can see every transaction that goes down. Wow. And you'll see that people are actually paying. And that's what keeps the, the prices what they are. When is the uh, the MVP award going to be um, awarded? I think, I want to say June. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, so you got yeah, like about did, two months. Two months. Did it in a, yeah. <laughs> well, even then, I think, you know, the, the closer... It comes it gets, to the, yeah. the yeah to the end of the season. It's going to pick up more. Um, Will he be the first to, uh, Nugget to win the MVP award in the history of the teams? Yeah, I would say. Um, Is he the yeah, first regular season? 
Yeah, because yeah. Melo never won it. Um, nope. Uh, Matumbo never did. Matumbo. No. Alex English never won it. Uh, no, nah, he, he got scoring champ. He got he got he got scoring. Yeah, uh, champ. But not MVP. So he'll not be the MVP. first Nugget to win it. That's an accomplishment. So, in itself. That's big. That's a big thing. And then you're talking about um, international athlete, yeah. which is big for Serbia. It would be huge for Serbia, actually. You know, um, the the value of the European players are just going to keep going up. You see Luka, and I think um, just Jokic being Luka, in a small Luka. <laughs> was, was Nash the first international player to win an MVP award? Steve Nash. Non, you mean non-American? Non-American, yeah, non-American. To win an MVP award. I think it was Steve Nash. Because prior to him, it was like LeBron. Hakeem? Yeah. Hakeem. Oh, yeah. Hakeem. Hakeem. Hakeem was 94. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Hakeem. Because prior to Hakeem, it was always MJ, Magic, Bird, Kareem, Moses Malone, those guys. Yeah. So Nash yeah. was the second. So, yeah. So it's, it's is Hakeem, probably what the- Hakeem uh, of Nigeria, Duncan of the U.S. Virgin Islands, Nash of Canada, Dirk Nowitzki of Germany, Giannis of Greece. Are the only international players to win an MVP? An MVP. Yeah. Claim it now. There's still a bunch of them now. Now Jokic. Claim it. Yeah, I think I think Joker's gonna get it. Jokic will be the first Eastern European. Did any of us say Jokic? First Eastern European to to win it. Did any of us? Because Greece, Greece, Germany is on Western Europe. Yeah. No, but did any of us call it? I, I pick LeBron. I, I pick I pick Luca. <laughs> I say KD. KD. Oh, yeah, yeah. Healthy. Yeah. How do you guys feel with um, LA? Lamarcus Aldridge, you know. I mean, it's sad, but I mean it's sad, but at least um, he caught it early. I mean, fifteen he, he, years is, is good. You know, I mean, at least he had fifteen yeah. years. Uh he, he played longer than Brandon Roy, you know. Yeah. Even uh well Chris Bosch won a championship so and then yeah. he called it the night. Uh but I mean it would have been great to see him play for you know the playoffs and 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 yeah. his last run, but I think um the tests were like really, really bad, right? They said, yo, yeah. you, gotta, you gotta stop right away. Enough to retire immediately. And I could just it's imagine tough. he said he it's thought he tough. felt like he was dying, like he couldn't breathe, you know. Mm. And uh, he played about six games for the Nets. And yeah, he was smooth. He was like the old LA back in Portland. Yeah. He was, he was, he's a unique player in in today's NBA. He's kind of like, yeah, the the late 2000s prototype. One of the most efficient. Yeah. He's like a Duncan, almost like a Duncan in terms of the post up. You know, he's, you know what, where I realized how, how, how great Lamarcus was, was it was 2014. And the Rockets played him in the first round. And he, and Dwight Howard was like, you know, a defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. And his main job was to slow down Because, you know, Robin Lopez wasn't really a threat. He, LaMarcus dropped, I think, 69 points in the first two games mm-hmm. on, on, on Dwight Howard. And he, mm-hmm. that's when I said, we're going to lose this series. <laughs> and then Dame time finished it. Ew. It was sad because, uh, you know, like how, how his game was at Portland. And like you yeah. said, Tones, it was uh, very similar to Tim Duncan. 
Yes. You know, and it's kind of interesting to see that Pop wasn't able to uh, to get him to translate the game. Yeah. The same. Now, why is that? Why why wasn't he as effective in uh, in that offense? It threw him know. off. It was like uh, he just didn't belong. Yeah, it's it hard to say. It, it's different with the new batches that, like, I know Pop when he brought in Paul Gasol, he brought in um, DeRozan. It's not fitting in, I guess, his his system. And yeah. it's gonna be even weirder with the younger guys like Dejounte and Dejounte. Nice. He's nice. And he's a he's a sick player. It's just I like him. I don't know. I mean, they. I guess maybe a lot of their players are still young. Uh, yeah, but he's got a lot of potential, man. He's got a all of them, man. I like that Devin Vassell guy. Vassell. I, mean, all I was watching kids, the game. Man. They they killed the Suns today. Oh yeah. I was I was watching the game earlier, and they looked really really good without DeRozan out there, uh, because the, there's more floor spacing. Yeah, DeRozan's exactly. not really a knockdown three. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, they. I mean, they look good. They're just, and then they said that this is the youngest team that Pop yeah. has had in the last twenty-five years. So yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. It's 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 Vassell, Keldon Johnson, Dejounte, yeah, Rudy Lonnie, Day, Walk- Lonnie Walker, yeah. Lonnie Walker. <laughs> that Lonnie Walker can play too, man. Yeah, Lonnie, Lonnie Walker. Uh, they got good pieces. Portal, the the big Portal. Yeah. yeah. He- yeah, from he was a Toronto, Toronto man. <laughs> Eubanks, Eubanks, the the Eubanks slow guy. <laughs> uh, it's just the West has just had so much talent right now. It's yeah. tough. Well, how do you guys feel with the? Uh, you know, it's it's now that uh, Jamal Murray is out for the season. How does this change things? You know, I heard they're gonna try and pick up um, Austin Rivers, but that's no Jamal Murray. You know what I mean? Um, I don't. I don't think Campazzo is. Uh, it's gonna take them all the way. But I mean, hey, um, we never know. But I just think it, it hurts the Nuggets. Chris, hurt. Chris has a, probably a, a solid answer for this one. Oh, I got a real solid answer. I agree with uh, our coach, our captain, Mike Malone, on this one, where he said uh, it's not gonna be one person that's gonna make up for for uh, Jamal being out. It's gonna be multiple people. And uh, actually, this is probably the deepest. The, the depth chart that we have now is the deepest that it's ever been, even though, you know, you could argue last year was a, a very deep team as well. Um, but going with what we have now with Aaron Gordon there, I think MPJ is going to fruit. Uh, he, he's going to be the one that's going to benefit the most from this because he's actually going to get more touches and, and more uh, attempts as far as on the outside. But, yes, but yes. regardless of what happens, I the, the ball is going to be in, in uh, the MVP's hands. You know, Jokic is going to have the ball, and then uh, where where the Nuggets are going to have to come through is hit shots. Where Composo can hit hit shots, Monte Morris can hit shots, uh, even PJ Dozier. He's a nice lengthy guy that you can put at the point guard. Will Barton, he can hit shots. Real thriller. Uh, you know, they they got shooters all the way all around, and then Jokic, he's he's playing at a high level, so it's going to be tough to stop. Um, you know, Jamal hurts because he. What he offered was a mix up from from just giving the ball to to Jokic and then letting him kind of create. Uh, it, it allowed Jokic to play off ball a little bit and and kind of explore the pick and roll with the guard. But um, I think when when it comes to playoff basketball, Jokic is going to have the ball majority of the time, anyways. 
They can still I agree it. with I agree with with Chris, and I I really see this is the the opportune time because I always thought that MPJ had the talent, and yeah. with Murray and Joker being the, the main two guys, he he don't have to be the third guy, but now he can be the Gary second Harris. guy. Before that, yeah, Gary Harris in there. Yeah, and and you have you know you still have a veteran and Paul Millsap, you know, so it's it'll be interesting. I mean, and 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 you're going against like teams like Utah and Phoenix that are still kind of like you know they're not rugged veteran type, you know, maybe with CP3 a little bit, but the Yo, Nuggets are, the, the Nuggets are Aiden, peaking bro. I think at the right time. They started they started the season out slow but they're peaking pretty well without Murray. Yeah. You know? I, don't know, yeah even, uh, I don't know man. No, even Playoffs. throughout the year Murray would take he would take like a, a week off, you know, yeah. he would have rest weeks and stuff. Yeah, but uh, oh, man, my, those just shots right, that playoffs made. are different. Yeah, yeah, playoffs is different. He's a fantastic player. He's a fantastic like, player. But I like, saw him. I, I really believe that Mike Malone has a as a deep team that he can throw at the top four West West Coast. Yeah, I mean Western. I just felt the mall was had ice in his veins in the playoffs. That last that, last year, man, he was you know when he when was butter, man. when when Jokic was being guarded or the players were off, Jamal would you know, I mean he was unstoppable. Like he could Take it in, take that shot, big shots, huh? Not, not, like these were like momentum changing, shifting, you know, where you just it was like, wow, this guy. And and I hoarded his cards. I hoarded him and and um uh MPJ's <laughs> cards. Like I hoarded, like they're so I don't even like the nuggets, you know, but uh you know, I was like, yo, this guy, even uh, at the start of the year, I was like last year. I was like, okay, I'm gonna order all the cards. I don't care. This, this, these two guys, uh, and then unfortunately, MPJ was put on the bench. He got less playing time, and I was like, what the hell? Then the playoffs came, and he was like, yo, on point. And then Jeremy Grant was great. Um, there was there was only a few of his cards available. I bought like maybe three, two or three of his rookie cards um, because no one knew he was gonna be that great. Um, and unfortunately, they traded him. So, uh, yeah, you never know. You just never know who's going to never know. Up, honestly. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to ask this question for Chris because Chris is such an avid Nuggets fan. If you were to choose one player, of course, it's, it, it, it varies per game, between Monte Morris, Facundo Campazzo, or PJ Dozier, of those three, who would you think it's really the X factor among those? If you were to choose one, I would to say, make up for Murray's absence. Yeah, I would say Monte, Monte Morris, Monte Morris. Um, because Compazzo, his role is not going to change. He's more of just come in, give you energy. Um, if he scores, that's extra, right? That's a that's a bonus. But for Compazzo, he changes the pace of the game. Uh, he's more of assist heavy. He'll get your guys open, uh, run in transition. You know, that's his game. But whenever it comes to close ball games, I think it's going to be Monte Morris. And he's more of a, a pick and roll, half court uh, offensive threat. Yeah. And he'll get into the lane. He'll try to finish. Um, he couldn't get a rhythm last year, I remember, because I think he was going through some injuries. And, um, even then, his minutes weren't weren't solid. They were still trying to figure out the rotations, but they just re-signed him 
So I, I think this is the perfect opportunity for him to show that, you know, he's, he's worth the money. Right. And I think uh, if there's anyone that has to be consistent, it's, it's him as far as scoring goes. Yeah. Monte. So if he's available in your fantasy, pick him up. I picked him up. In, I actually picked him up in two leagues, and then he he pulled his hand. Yeah. Speaking of players, um, you know they released Isaiah Thomas. You know New Orleans, which is heartbreaking. You know, uh, for a guy that's you know, he he really just wants to play ball, and he's still he's still young. You know, I mean, he's not he's not old, and I, I don't know what it is. Do you guys know what the what the deal is? Why? Why he can't get a break? I think it's almost like the Jeremy Lin factor tones. Um, you have a lot of teams that are somewhat set with what they have now. And if you were to bring in a Jeremy Lin or an Isaiah Thomas or Brandon Jennings, these are guys who need the ball. And they uh, teams aren't willing to to have a roster spot for somebody that demands so much ball, you know, so much of the ball. Even then, everyone's got, saying like Jeremy Lin should be in a team, and and even in, in Toronto, he was given scrap minutes. You know? Yeah, uh, what I was gonna say is even then, right? This is kind of the the same situation I see in a lot of uh, positions, including the PBA, is that you can invest in somebody that has been there before, but then you can also invest in someone that can do the exact same thing, but has a much better upside with. Uh, you know, because he's younger, he's more athletic. Maybe you can teach him more because you're starting a new system. So that's that's the part that you kind of have to question uh, where you want to go as an organization, right? And I think it's interesting because uh, I was looking at the Pelicans depth chart, and I don't know if you know Najee Marshall, right? Yeah. They they just got him. They just they just signed him, and when you look at his game, you know it's almost it's, it's he has a really nice game similar to uh, if I had to give him a, a player comparison, who would that be? It, it's tough because he hits the the three. He can get into the. He would almost be like Dejounte actually. Um, so he yeah he can he can hit the three, uh, gets to the mid range, got a nice handle, and um, you know just recently he's blowing up and you, he's out there with Zion and uh, and Lonzo, and then you wonder why you would have to take one of those guys out to put in IT. And of course you're risking your height or which is defense, defensive liability. Um, and, and so that's always the tough part about smaller players being yeah. there. Muggsy had the same problem. Yeah. Muggsy had the same problem. Where I think IT, him, right? yeah, IT is pretty much almost what happened with a Monta Ellis. Remember Monta? Yeah. Fantastic scorer, but he was so undersized that he was always a liability on D. And after his stint with the Bucks, he couldn't even get a team. So it's yeah. So at that point, you go with depth. Yeah, Yeah. I guess I guess Isaiah Thomas. I would, you know, from what I'm seeing, it's he has his own ways, um, and he will play the game uh, the way he wants to. You know, I I think that's that's tough. That's tough as a as a player, um, when you're not. I guess it, you're not open to 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 being with the system. And well, uh, even then, maybe maybe it's not even the system, uh, but maybe it's just the the organization has other plans. Like 
you know, he's a fantastic player. He's very skilled. Um, And it's just a matter of like, you know, if you can get uh, a 19, 18, 19 year old guy that can produce the exact same thing, why are we going to risk a 32, 33 year old guy instead of, you know, they're, they're both from a production standpoint, they're both going to produce the same, but one guy's smaller, the other guy's, uh, much taller and and much younger. So it's like the, the I guess it's like JJ Barea. As much as the Mavs wanted to keep him, you know, right. they have to move on. You have to know on a on yeah, a management yeah. standpoint. Uh, does he is he just taking up space for us to grow with someone new and younger? Um, yeah. And um, I think that's that's probably why they why he was let go as well. You know. Yeah. Uh, and it's sad. That's the nature but, of basketball. But That's here we are. I, we, I just found out today. Just came on 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 uh, breaking news that Joe Johnson's having a tryout with the Bucks today, as we speak. Like he has a he has a workout. Uh, and I'm like, Joe Johnson. Like wow. I like like it. He is yeah on on the on I the, saw Joe. Yeah, I saw I Joe. I'm like, yo, he is money. But in terms of on a full court. Uh, back to the NBA, you know, I mean, running back and forth, it's totally different than the three on three, you know. Yeah, um, I think they get him specifically for situations. Yeah, he became a post-up player in the latter part of his career. Yeah, remember his stint, his stint with the Jazz. He was oh, trust me, he was he, beating everyone in the block. <laughs> yo, he, he would burn Toronto so many times. Like I even think he has a game winner, like two or three against Toronto. Like it, now imagine that. You have Giannis getting you through the game, and in the last two minutes, you have Joe Johnson there to to finish the game, which it's not bad. Yeah. I, when you're talking about all you have to do as a player, as a veteran player, is come in and and be ready for the last five minutes of the game. That's crazy. That's that's, that's, that's a good position. That's, that, <laughs> that's, that's, was, uh, I don't know if Giannis would would want that though. Yeah. Oh, you already got Middleton. You got. Well, Milton has had his chances in the playoffs, and he uh, he's a no show at times. He's like he's like maybe it's Jerome. He's like playoff Paul, you know. What I mean, uh, playoff P, playoff P. <laughs> you know, I, I call him Pandemic P. Um, pandemic. <laughs> it's like okay, Paul George is doing amazingly right now, you know, which is you know it's usual, you know, you, you know he's 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 taking charge, you know, if Kawhi's out of the game. But when it comes to playoffs, let's see what happens this year. You know, hopefully Tyrone Luke can get him in that mindset where he's focused and you know have have his uh, external issues or his obstacles. Uh, you know that, that he's able to overcome them um, with that. Good. Yeah, I mean he he's he's doing n ones. He's shooting it from the arc. He's he's getting everything in. Um, but when it comes to the playoffs, that's where it matters. You know, and it's this year. That's why they have. You know what's funny? That's why they have Kawhi. <laughs> I think this year they're they gonna, have Kawhi. They're gonna go. They're gonna go further because they're not the. There's no pressure. There's no pressure. Um, the Lakers. Uh, you know, I think Denver stands. Uh, is is there really? Yeah, is is really there the, is pressure? Oh they blew a three-one lead. Well, I think there was more pressure last year because um, yeah, it was really year. people were just talking about the two two LA teams. Yeah, and if you look at it this year, I'd say the top five West teams are gonna be in a fight. So you're including Utah, Denver, and Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix. Yeah, 
But I think uh, with Rondo there, they're a different team. I think with Rondo there in the playoffs, what he did for the Lakers, he won it for the Lakers. You know, he was critical, so critical. Um, but at the end of the day, it's whoever's healthy. We don't know what's going to happen with these, <laughs> with the next few games coming up and and going into the playoffs. Who's healthy and who's not? Uh, so any it can go in and, a way. In a way, the the play and tournament will be helpful for the top six seeds because then they'll be able to rest a bit. Yeah. It's the, the the seventh and eighth seed that will have to fight it out. But Luca made a good point. They, how do you guys feel with Luca saying how he it doesn't make sense? You know, you you play seventy two games to get into playoffs, and you play first round, you lose two, you're out. I mean, should they change that shit? You know, I mean, you work so hard. We started last year. Yeah, you st- you work so hard all season, and you get bumped. I mean, I mean, as a player, hey, that's the way that's the way it is. You know, what I mean, uh, you just play the game. But I mean, looking further down, I mean, with the lack of rest and uh, the scheduling, um, should they change it up a bit? Because what are they? They only get like two weeks rest before the playoffs. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I mean, you look at what happened right, with Portland last year. Ten days. They went through a, a tough play-in tournament. They Dame time was Dame time. By the time they reached the Lakers, they were just right, out of gas. Oh man! And I think that's what Luca is seeing: is like we're gonna put so much effort just to clinch. Now, mm. come if we have to face Phoenix or Utah, we have we have nothing, you know. So it's kind of like mm. it's a disadvantage to be an. Uh, a seventh or eighth seed yeah. because you're exerting more manpower and resources just to yeah. stay in the play. Or, or so does that give you more motivation to perform during season? Oh or? man, it should, yeah, it should, it should, yeah. should force you to go top yeah. six. You know, it so forces you. It yeah, uh, unless they. But do in a way, it sucks because unless they do NCAA, the unless they do NCAA. What, what, what I don't like about it, it, it gives the first two terrible. seeds a way, a, a bigger advantage. Like, yeah. the We Believe Warriors, if they had to go through a play-in tournament, they wouldn't have been able to beat the Mavericks in seven games. Yeah. Or was yeah. it five games at the time? Five, five. I think it was five. They wouldn't have enough, you know. Baron Davis would have been hobbling. <laughs> So it, it it gives actually the first two seeds more of like a, a cushion. Well, what we do here is the, the the there used to be a buy or a twice to beat advantage. Yeah. So those are always interesting for the first uh, the top either two or four seeds. But you can't do single single uh, no, elimination. Knock out, knock out. People lose way too much money. <laughs> Wait, there's only one game. We used to watch seven game series. <laughs> yeah, it's like ma- March Madness, March Madness. Oh, it, you know, you, you could just imagine the bets, right? Just imagine the stress yeah. levels of the bets. Yeah. One game. Oh hell! It's almost like oh. watching the World Cup. You know, yeah. like the World Cup yeah. or, or the NFL. That's always playoff. fun, though. That's always. Fun. Oh yeah. Especially when it's countries, because it's like yeah. national pride, you know, and it just goes down to one goal. I, I'm only there because of the ladies, you know, Germany, you know, Spain. You know, the girls love football, you know. Yeah, for sure. Really, you, the, 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 the ratio is... The paint. Yeah, the ratio for, for 
you know, I mean, for us is is great. You know, overwhelming. Uh, for 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 the NBA, the ratio isn't so great. I always get stuck with dudes beside me. I never get a maybe maybe one time I I had a a few. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe once or twice I, I had a girl sit beside me. Other than that, it's always dudes. You know, it's always dudes. So no. maybe it's it's also maybe your your area in Toronto. Maybe a lot of the females are more into other things. You know, yeah, hockey. they're not into they're not into team sports. But hockey, if you, hockey. If you go to a city like maybe Boston or teams that are really like from the moment you're born, you're into sports. It becomes like so natural to just it's, watch it. It's, it's football. Football, like, yeah, man. Yeah. The, 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 football, yeah. Uh, there's so many, so many females like football. You know, you'll see them wearing jerseys and tailgating. It's become part of yeah American culture because like Friday night it's high school, yeah. Saturday the whole day it's college. And then you got Thursday, Sunday, and Monday NFL. So it's like you're looking at five days of the week where it's like a religion almost. Yeah, it's crazy. So how do you feel with uh, the Hawks and Knicks? You wanted to bring that up, uh, Javier. You think they're going to... Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a surprise. It's, it's actually a... a it shows court. that there's parity in the league. Um, if you look at some other sports leagues, like teams like the Hawks or the Knicks, don't really have much of a chance on, on a yearly basis. But now Fibolo is making a push. Uh, Nate McMillan is doing a good job with his injury-riddled Hawks, and they're still thirty and twenty-six. The Celtics—they're starting to look look pretty decent. Yeah, they're coming together. I, Marcus I, Smart, I, Marcus I, Smart is so. Last week crucial. we were just talking about them, Chris. How you know? What I mean, they're like, okay, why they pick up Fournier? <laughs> yeah, he's not even in the. He didn't I, even I, play. I mean, now they got a. Jabari I don't think Parker. they're a playoff contender. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they're still a playoff contender. But I mean, as far as making it to the the Eastern Conference Finals, no, I don't think so. But Second if we're talking round. about, uh, yeah, if we're talking about getting that home court advantage in the playoffs, it's going to be interesting to see who gets that four spot. So you, Atlanta, did we, we did we all pick the Nets to to break out out of the East over uh, Sixers? Yeah, I, I know Nets. Chris picked them to go all the way to the finals. Yeah, yes, so did I. I. I picked them versus uh, uh, the Clippers. You know, and what's scary for me about the Nets is Nash hasn't had them ever complete, mm-hmm. and they're winning always incompletely. Makes me wonder, like, how but is that? How, is that how dangerous will they be in complete? Not, but but the thing is, is that good in terms of? I think it's good because you're giving guys, let's say, like, like let's say guys like Bruce Brown, Nick Claxton, Chris Chioza. These are guys that, if they were completely healthy, never get any playing time. True. So you're giving these kids, the younger guys, crucial play with time. yeah, crucial playing time. So. If, if, if Joe winning. Harris, is, yeah, if Joe Harris has a bad game, if Blake Griffin's having a bad game, it's cool. We got we got these guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. And that's what I think. Like with the Warriors, like sometimes, like when they would let Draymond sit, they would let Clay sit, and then they'd make um, Maurice Spates play or yeah. Kevon Looney play, and getting valuable playing time. Here. So by the time they come to the playoffs, you're yeah, JaVale, they're getting like, you know, they get that confidence. So when they play teams like Houston or they play teams like Portland, yeah, they're like, they're ready, you know, battle test. Yeah. 
And I think they're all bought in over there. Yeah. I think everyone understands they, they have a common mission. I just hope they're I healthy. I just hope they're all healthy. right. Even then, like you can see between the superstars that they're all sharing the load. Yeah. You know, James Harden goes down. All right, Kyrie, you got us. You yeah. know, and then and then even then, whenever they're there together, they still work together, which has been nice to see. And for, for people that haven't been together, not even a whole year, a whole season, you know, the, the chemistry, uh, from a chemistry standpoint, I, I see a, nothing but good things. Yeah, because if you were to look at the, the Nets last year, I think the only ones in the roster from last year are three players and one of them's not playing. It's uh, yeah. Dinwiddie. And I think the only holdovers that are playing is um, is is Claxton and Joe Harris and everyone and and DeAndre Jordan and everyone else is brand new. Yeah. Yep. How do you guys feel? Well, with the Warriors, the Warriors always had that core three, core four. Yeah. You just insert these guys in, get them in the system, right? But the the, the Nets is like a completely new team from last year. Where's with a new, really with a, with a new coach. Players. Yeah. Jeff Green. Oh, I, I heard this the other day. Do you think uh, Steve Nash is in a better position than Steve Kerr was when he got the Warriors? So do you think Steve Nash is in a better position to succeed as a coach than Steve Kerr was getting the Warriors from Mark Jackson? Yeah, I, I, I think so. You know why? On a, I think because the level of maturity of these new of 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 the team that Steve Nash got. Um when 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 Steve uh yeah, when Steve Kerr took over this the Golden State Warriors, uh they had so much to prove individually and collectively. Uh I think with the Nets players, these guys are veterans. You know, two two of them haven't won a champ. Or two of them have won a championship, and one is dying to win one. He's MVP. He's the one scoring league scoring of the champ, year. Time scoring champ. Three time. You know, what I mean, um, Durant has has been on the worst of teams, and he's won championships as well with the best. So, I think on a maturity standpoint, Steve Nash doesn't have to do the ego thing. You know what I mean? That's why they're all bought in because they kind of know. Okay, these guys have these two have won. This guy wants to win. Let's just friggin' do whatever it need we need to do to win. Um, unlike with Steve Kerr, I think he had to like sell it even harder to buy into the system. You know, what I mean, even though they were great, Mark Jackson did a lot of that work for him. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, trusting again another coach where you haven't won, where you've lost time and time again. You're like, does this guy really know what he's doing? Yeah, he's from the Bulls, but what's his what's his really what's his experience coaching us as a team and as a young? I think as young guys, you're looking at when you see your father figure like Mark Jackson get tossed out because you know he didn't make it to 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 you know the finals in terms of getting that that trophy. That that's almost like your family, you know? What I mean, that's family. They were family, and um, it's tough. I, I think on a mental standpoint, seeing your coach who made the system work but couldn't clinch it and seeing someone else replace him, and then finally you guys win, then you're like, okay, Steve is 
we trust him. <laughs> I actually had an interesting conversation about the whole Steve Kerr thing um, in 2014 when he just got hired. And I had a lot of friends who were Warriors fans from the Chris Mullen era saying, why are we getting Steve Kerr? Why did we fire Mark Jackson? Yeah. yeah. And I always remembered who was Steve Kerr sitting in the bench with most of his life with two guys, Pop and Phil. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I always saw Mark Jackson as a fantastic motivator, but not as a tactician. So what Mark Jackson injected in the, the core of the Warriors was he made them believe that they can win. But the execution to win wasn't there. Yeah. The motivation was. Because you can motivate guys, but you don't execute properly. And I think that's what Steve Kerr brought to the table was the years he got from Pop, the years he got from Phil, was execution. Yeah. So yeah, the guys already believing. Yeah. We just gonna win by by executing. And I think that's the difference with Nash. Nash uh, inherits a team with really proven stars. And they're at the point of their maturity where they're willing to sacrifice for each other. And I think Chris, you know this. And they've already believed in each other. At the end of the day, you're gonna take a guy with maturity. I call it uh, 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 mature emotional maturity Um, because when you're young, you don't have that experience. And um, Steve knows, Steve Nash knows that, okay, these guys have been there, done that. We just need to just fine tune it, tweak it. You know, I I don't have to deal with the the egos. And if you have an ego, he probably knows how to deal with it because he's he's been there, done that, you know. Um, and I think that's what sets it apart was was uh, the maturity. And I think that's a big thing. You know that you you when you first came into the league and you saw these young players, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now, I'm sure your perspective is totally different. You know what I mean? How yeah, you take on sure. the game, how you manage your minutes, how you you when when the double team comes, do you do you do you pass it? Do you take it or do you wait a little and then? You know, I mean, make your move. I mean, all of these things only happen through experience, you know. Right. Um, and that's why, uh, Tones, you're looking at the Western Conference standings. You look at the top two teams. Um, Utah. Donovan Mitchell's already been in the league, what, four years? Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Devin Volker's been in the league five years. This is not their first year. This is not their second year, but they've got enough experience in their belt to actually start leading their teams or start but, but sacrificing for Chris Paul or for yeah. Mike Conley. But you'll see the immaturity sometimes of Spider. You'll see it when he doesn't get the call. He he friggin' he he flips out and he'll force it and he'll get rattled. Well, that's why it, it's crucial you get guys like a Mike Conley. Yeah. yeah. Stabilize the youth and yeah. You look at even that's where Chris Paul's value is Oh, totally, man. Like you're down by one. Uh, you're up by 10. You're and then now you're down by one. You know what I mean? And Chris Paul will just like, okay, let's go slow. Let's take this. Let's 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 get back. Let's kick let's get that lead back without uh panicking. Exactly. Well panicking is the panic button. Yeah. Like with with the Clippers, they have Rondo. With with the yes. Nuggets, they have Millsap. So you're always bringing that one guy or two guys that can kind of like, hey, you know. Even you I think young. Jokic, Jokic is the one that for the Nuggets that 
that doesn't press that panic button. Yeah. Whereas it'd be it'd be MPJ. MPJ is the one that I'll see him if he's not shooting well. He'll just start yanking at more shots. Yeah, yeah he'll take that three from like half court and on a fast break. Like I'm like, it's what technically the? only his second year. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? He he'll force it and heat check, heat check. And he, you know, instead of doing a euro step, he'll just go into the player and just try and dunk it and get called for the charge. You know, and I mean, and and we all know these little, you know, um. Uh, mistakes. Those are possessions. Possessions and the momentum. Those the shift yeah. of the momentum changes the whole you know um, uh, uh, feel of, of of the game for for the team. Um, so that's why. You know, like, how, how momentum Wade shift. Won? Yeah. Uh, momentum shift that happened the other day. Uh, Memphis was up. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> what was one? What I think. They were up. No, they were up two. Sorry, they were up two. Grayson oh, Allen gets fouled, misses both free throws. Yeah, Luca hits the three. So that momentum of all you had to do is hit one free throw. Yeah, but yeah. because you missed both free throws, it led to that three point morale. Uh, you know, just Luca hitting an impossible. It was a three pointer for the win. Like, it's, like, I knew. Uh, it's funny how we all knew he was going to take that shot. You know, he that's not his second time. That's his, that's his second shot in that area, you know, for a game winner. You know, he's only Sweet taking spot. Two. Sweet spot. So I was like, okay, what's he going to do? So he rolls, gets the ball. Somehow he chucks it up, moving forward, you know, on one foot behind the arc, swishes it. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? What the, you know what I mean? And Bro, like, Grayson Chris, Allen, though. Yeah. Grayson Allen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's and, a starter. Think, he's, he's actually starting. And he's like a 90, 90% free throw shooter. Yeah. 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 Um, so it, it's, it's crazy. And um, speaking of free throws, uh, it's, it's been a big, uh, thing on on house of highlights how did you see that i forwarded to you guys how over the years how some players talk to players before they shoot their free throw try to get them off there everyone's throwing hate how this is not you know street basketball you know rondo was being unprofessional to um danny green danny green that last that yeah the, those last the last few seconds uh of, of the game where he was shooting a free throw and Rondo was holding him sort of having a conversation saying stuff in his face or in his ear uh and i think that's all part of the game for me i i mean I we come from an era where we saw a lot more trash talking a lot more physical abuse so um it doesn't affect me i think it's part of the game others feel that it's it's not right it's just it's it's disrespectful uh, it's unprofessional and i was like you know did they watch them nbas in the 90s and the 80s <laughs> you have to remember they were teammates five months ago yeah they want to chip together i mean so like they have that connection. they know yeah they have any connection but only also he knows how to rattle him you know as a, yeah. a, a if you're my boy chris but we're playing to win and we're on opposing yeah. teams I'm gonna say something about hey 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 yo you know uh, your, your your girl you know your ex yeah you know what I mean you're gonna you know what I mean this is for I mean, a chip yeah we're going for the chip 
So even take it a step further, right? What did Michael Jordan used to do? He used to go into the <gasps> other team's yeah. locker room. <laughs> Hey, right? No, that's yeah. disrespectful. <laughs> Go into the other team's locker room, say, I'm going to bust your ass and I'm going to stick to you, you, and you, and you're not going to stop me. Right? And oh, chewing oh. and chewing gum while, while saying it, too. I mean, just it was that oh, Gatorade kind of gum, man. Gatorade. You know, I bought what that kind of Gatorade gum. I don't know if you guys bought Gatorade gum, but I bought that shit because of him. You know, I mean, I don't know how many times I bought Gatorade gum. I never play, I never got scored 10 points a game. Never in my. Maybe maybe when I was younger, before the Gatorade gum came along, I, I had I had thirty two points in a in a in a the Philippine league, and that lasted twenty two years. That the the most points in the game. <laughs> but I I didn't know anything about basketball. It was because I was the tallest kid in that in the Pee Wee league. But thirty two points in a game, you know, was big for me. Other than that, after I learned about you know getting the right shoes, Gatorade, you know. You know, taping your fingers. I never ever scored ten or more points ever after that. <laughs> you know, you could you could have bought me the best shoes. You know, uh, but I mean, Gatorade gum was, it's 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 all placebo effect. It's all in the head because <laughs> you didn't have the Wheaties to go with it. Mm. Yeah, you needed the Wheaties, the, the Wheaties, and then the Hanes, the Hanes underwear. Uh, I think when I look back, <laughs> I just think I just took I just thought too much of the game. You know what I mean, and and I didn't practice hard enough. I think I I was just too much of a thinker, um, of 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 the game. But I mean that that's just me. I think I am. I didn't. I didn't. I I wasn't at, uh, doing the 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 drills. Physical. Yeah, yeah, the drills. I was gifted physically in terms of I could run. I could you know what I mean I could jump, but I didn't utilize those skills to make it for better for the game. You know, um, I would go to practice, but I wasn't practicing uh, at a hundred percent. You know, I I was my my mind wasn't there, and um, uh, I, that's why it's a it's a mental. It's more mental, and then becomes physical. You know, for me, I think if you have a mental game, no matter how unathletic you are, like Joker and 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 Larry Bird, if you got the the right mindset, man, it's crazy. It's it's and that's what. It that's what it came down to uh, with that whole free throw situation anyways. It's a mind game, right? Yeah. He was trying to get into, he was trying to hack his mind to see if he has the mental toughness uh, to, to get through distractions to make a free throw. And that's all it was. Um, it wasn't anything more or less, um, you know, even that it wasn't, there wasn't any really like physical, uh, like the, the, he didn't touch him. Like we saw LeBron uh, touch Gilbert Arenas on the shoulder once. So like he he didn't touch him. He was just kind of in the lane, kind of making. It's kind of when people do that little jab, uh, you know, whenever you're lined up for the free throw and they jab yeah. into the lane early, you yeah. know, just to kind of like throw you off, right? And it it really comes down to focus, and that's all it was. So good thing and, Danny Green made it. <laughs> it's funny how you know we talk about focus, but there's one there's one particular player. I don't know how he misses free throws and i don't know if I, it's just because i've caught a lot of his games when he's misses his free throws steph curry he doesn't miss often but i've seen him miss a lot of free throws but he'll hit that three he'll make it back you know it's just the thing the thing about steph is uh he's a volume free throw shooter so he'll miss he'll miss like two out of ten yeah which is still 80 percent yeah which is still yeah. good right 80 yeah. percent is still True. good that's it and then if you go nine out of ten 
then on your next 10, then you're still above 80 or above 90. So as long as you're shooting a high volume, you're okay. You know, that's, that's, a, that's the difference between a good free throw shooter and a bad. If you're shooting only like four free throws a game and you miss one, you're automatically yeah. three or four is automatically 75%. I got to give it to him though. But, um, you know, in, in all the years that you've watched the NBA, is Steph Curry lights out for you guys in terms of if there's anyone that you want to pick to shoot the three in all retired players to present players, is he the guy that you go to for a three? You know, he's he in five games. He's hit the most three pointers ever in the history. Forty four. They said it was yesterday. Was I think that fifty. Forty four. Was 50. it? Is it fifty? But he hit forty four yeah. in five games. I I don't know. Maybe maybe. Oh yeah yeah. Sorry sorry. I think he has fifty games. Oh yeah. With ten plus. Yeah. Ten plus. Yeah. But forty four made three pointers in five games. That is sick. Have you ever taken Makes that? Wonder, like, this? like in the in the, in no. the PBA? <laughs> no. Makes you wonder what if Ray Allen got that ghost signal? Yeah. With the yeah. Bucks yeah. and with the Heat, if he could launch up twelve to fifteen threes a game. In, in the Heat, he was just maybe doing six yeah. or seven. In the Bucks, I don't with think he heat. would have been able to. But I think with the Heat, it might have been because he had such great uh, players to draw away from him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he had say that more open. That comes down to uh, your your system. The system. And yeah. of course, Steph is a much better ball handler, and yes. he can create his own shot. Uh, he can create his own three pointer out of his dribble, which is something yeah. that Ray Allen couldn't necessarily do yes. as well. Exactly. I mean, he's more of set a stagger. He was more of like set up. Uh, a Reggie, be- yeah, Reggie Rush. Miller. Yeah, like a Reggie like, Miller. Yeah. Right. Come off of stagger screens, uh, have him in the corner as a spacer, uh, drive and kick type of guy. But what you're seeing from Steph is essentially the best ISO three point player that you have. He's so which... sick. He's sick. Like he, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, it's, it's it's mad, and I just want to share this with you guys. It's frustrating because some of his best outputs they they still lose. Yeah. So it's kind of like. It's like AI. Imagine if he imagine if he did this output three or four years ago when the Warriors were like doing damage, you know. But I guess it's almost like that Tim Duncan. <laughs> it's almost like that Tim Duncan scenario. He goes know? up the it's screen. Crazy. He goes up yeah. the screen. You know, what I mean, and then or he has the ball, and then okay, like how do you stop that? You know, he he, he can drive. He can beat you off the dribble. And then he'll just pop up and take that. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what I'm saying. All of this is happening off the dribble. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy because he's hard. 33 now. He's 33 years old. Imagine if he was doing this as early as 26, 27 years old. Like, who does that? Did you see him pull up? Like, who does yeah. that? You know, you know, he's really crafty, man. Look at him. Look at him. But mm. a lot of people <laughs> now are starting to be like that. Yes. You're starting to see a lot of players now that can do this. Uh, the younger generation specifically. Yeah. Like you look at guys like Trey Young, he's not too far behind. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spider will also take it from deep. You know what I mean? And sometimes I question it, but 
I mean, if he's going to hit it, then I guess with the co- it's up to the coach. You know, if he, he, he gives you the go signal, go for it. I mean, look at this. What the hell is this? <laughs> that was the crazy. That was like that. That's gonna be in one of his like top shot. Top shot. Top shot. Yo, I'm gonna buy that. Top five shot for sure. If if that is for sale, I'm gonna buy that. Oh he, my he god! Even the step back. Yeah, you know. Two seasons ago, he wasn't doing that. Yeah. Now he's incorporated it in his game. Look at him. He's shifting his his angles. He's He's creating more space. He's he's just not catching and shooting anymore. Like how do how do you stop that? You can't. He makes it look and it's crazy. Is he makes it look easy? That's look at this. Look at this broken play. Uh, okay, just pass it to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And he's just having fun. Look at him. He's just having fun out there. But just this is just me. I still pick Kyrie. As a better shot creator, overall, a, like if the game's on the line, yeah, because Kyrie, you know, he can I'd take rather. that. Kyrie's a closer. I think Kyrie's a closer. Yeah, Kyrie. Um, can- Curry is is probably one of the best volume streak shooters. sharp shooters you'll ever see in this league. But if you want to finish the game, it'll be Kyrie. I think because he he handles the bumps and uh, the um the the defense better than Curry. You know, in terms yeah. of, and if you look at his drives, as as crafty as Curry is, he makes simple shots. With Kyrie, they're just gravity altering layups that aren't even supposed to go in. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he he can he can take that you know that short jumper contact driving, yeah. get the bump, mm-hmm. and still be in control. His body control of uh, of a foul. Is 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 better than Curry's? Like this one is unbelievable. Like like step back. <laughs> Look at. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'm never Kyrie. forget Tones. Uh, was it the 2014 FIBA Team USA team? It was Kyrie, Steph, Clay, and Harden, and Derrick Rose. They were the five guards. Yeah, it wasn't fair, man. It wasn't, and they weren't even in their prime. But it wasn't fair. It was. It's just like come on. Probably the best Team USA backcourt as a whole. Even better than the Dream Team, I'd say. Congratulations. Of Magic, uh, of Magic Stockton, and, and yeah. Drexler. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, I mean. Yeah, from depth. Yeah, and depth MJ. Yeah, yeah. Depth, depth, definitely. Uh, well, congratulations, Dwayne Wade. Uh, yeah. Purchasing part of the Jazz. Yeah, I mean. Do you know what, what what was his percentage? I think the team. I don't know what his percentage. It, it, I think it was. Uh, it didn't really say. It's just the team who bought it had ninety percent or forty percent. So he's part of that. I don't know. It didn't disclose on how much he put in to get a percentage. But I think they own like I think forty something percent. I think if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but either way, he's still a part owner, which is huge for the franchise, which is huge. For Utah, like I never thought he did. He'd be part of Utah. I thought he'd be part of maybe yeah. Miami because he's Miami, right? you know, or I mean, Chicago. Chicago. You know, he's from Chicago, but you know, a guy from Chicago actually owning a team in Utah, like why? <laughs> you know, but I mean, it presented itself, um, and as a business person, you might as well, right? 
if it if yeah. if the opportunity comes. So uh, yeah. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Chris to to own Moralco. You know, um, man. <laughs> that would be interesting. A, yeah. Uh, do you see Vernon Vernon Maxwell's response to Dwayne Wade's uh, thing? He tweeted, what? "I love Mad Max." He goes, "Although I would like nothing more than to coach in the NBA." I respectfully decline the offer from the Utah Jazz. At the end of the day, the well-being of my family is more important. Plus, I want my grandkids to be able to read before they graduate high school. Damn. <laughs> well, he's got so much hate. His hatred for Utah is just unparalleled. Dude. Yeah. Anybody he, else. He's such a hater, man. <laughs> I wouldn't want to judge. But you know what's funny? When he was interviewed in the ringer, he says, I like Spider Mitchell. I like Royce O'Neal. Mm -hmm. I like um he likes Conley. So trash right now. <laughs> he is. Oh my he's just giving you rebounds and feel. But he goes, I like these guys. I like Jordan Clarkson. I just don't like the team they play for. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like he hates the players, he just hates the organization. I, I think I want to ask uh Chris this before we we wrap up. Uh, how do you feel with uh, Kyrie once again uh, asking? Uh, well, this happened between the Lakers and um, uh, the Nets game where uh, both of them were ejected, and it wasn't it wasn't because of the foul, uh, but more on what Schroeder had said to him. The N word is big. You know, and um, he wants all players, you know, and, and and all blacks to stop using the N word, you know, in all forms, whether it's an art, music, and 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 I get it, you know, it makes sense. If you really want to change the mindset of, of everyone, we got to stop using the language, uh, despite you using it for 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 whatever context it may be for for just for fun or for you know, as a homie, as a way to, to call one of your bros. But, I mean, that's going to be tough. But, I mean, if there's one person that should speak out, it should be Kyrie, right? He's very vocal. So, I, I think yeah, it's very vocal. It's very good. Um, it's, it's a tough situation, I would say, uh, because of how far away we are nowadays, right? Um, I think you can talk it up right there with a lot of profanity words. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, words out there that are, when you look at it, the, the history of the words themselves, they don't necessarily stem from a good place, right? Yeah. Like, uh, most, most bad words. However, what happens is we know, or it's been labeled as a, a bad term, right? Through society. And everyone knows that. However, you know, in, in the everyday life, it's not like you uh, don't have people cussing and, and saying, uh, you know, th throwing profanity out there, right? It's, yes. it's, it's profanity. Yeah. It's, it's bad language. Um, you know, these are things that are well known in society, yet people still tend to do it. Right. Yeah. The only difference is, is this is a racial derogatory uh, term. And that's why I was saying it's a bit too far gone now for you to take action upon it. Uh, because now it's it's too far into the system. It's too far into the culture. And, um, you know, it, it's hard to say because it's, um, 
from from the black community it's also a it's kind of like a word of endearment in the sense that uh like don't forget where you came from type of thing yeah uh that's that's how a lot of a lot of people will translate it when you listen to tupac and how he spoke yeah you know he would say don't forget right like don't forget that this yeah. is where we came from this is what we had to go through this is what this yeah. is why and this is a reminder i'm gonna call you this because it's a reminder of the people that came before us and everything they have to go through so in that context it's technically not a bad thing like you know he's not saying it as a bad thing however it can easily be twisted and manipulated uh you know through especially nowadays with social media and and how fast things get around that people want to say it or or participate in this so so-called speak because it's cool or it's the end thing or or whatever or how you want to say it right so i think what Kyrie is doing is kind of just putting it on notice that that it's not really a good thing to say as far as uh uh he he's saying that he doesn't want he doesn't want it to be out there as as a bad thing you know he wants to he wants that word to be out there to be known as uh it, it's it's a term that wasn't used in a good way right how he did the message in my opinion could have been better maybe make a statement after the game yeah uh, but you know i think Kyrie knowing the culture i think uh he definitely could have went about it a, a better way yeah. knowing it, that it is ingrained in the culture talk talk to me outside the court about something like that you know but um this goes back to that mental toughness that we were talking about is that during the game you're going to have to be able to keep that mental toughness and then after the game you could check somebody uh if you feel like you really had a problem um but i mean i guess being regular season if he felt it's okay it's okay to take the fine it's okay to to sit the game out knowing that well i don't think he knew he was going to get kicked out the game but um I felt like he just—I don't know. It was, it was interesting. It. Yeah, I, I it, think it was interesting. I, I get, I get his, I get his point, and uh, and you definitely, you, you're each each person responds differently depending on their experience, depending on their level of education. I believe that. I mean, like if if Schroeder two games before that got OG Anobi's Anobi's attention, yeah, and OG through him like a wwe move so he's saying things that are pissing different players off because because yeah. og is not like Kyrie. og yeah. grew up differently but if schroeder has this knack of, of getting under people's skin he's doing it yeah and here's here's where i kind of I, i have to go with the situation is that you know imagine the people that did come before us right like uh yeah. it was Jackie Robinson's birthday the other day right imagine right he, that this is a term that he was getting yelled at from the stands during while he was at bat right and you still have to just focus you know ignore it and proceed and then after you can make a statement right you you make a public statement about it or you know it's not the the, the first time you know people were yelling out racist remarks whenever the lakers are playing the celtics in the finals you know i think uh there there are multiple instances of of that happening kareem being 
you know, abused because verbally abused uh, because of his beliefs and all that stuff. So I think this, this definitely isn't a new thing. Uh, but again, they handled it much differently than this was handled here. So uh, you could also say it's part of the, the new generation too of the league that yeah. you know, everyone's just getting technicals. Everyone's getting thrown out like much easier than before. Oh yeah. As, in my opinion, like, it's okay. Let it rock. Let's see how, let's tell, let's see how they both respond to this. You know, maybe they come back fired up and, and the game, uh, the, the intensity of the game picks up, which is what the fans want anyways. Right. So I think it led to a know, win by the Lakers, right? They, they got crushed. Yeah. yeah they got crushed. killed. And it's like, uh, you know, let it let it go. Let them figure it out, right? And then uh, after that, if it if it proceeds, if it proceeds, uh, you know, dirty plays, someone getting hurt. But this is just it was just talk, you know. And uh, so, as far as the NBA goes, I think they can allow more uh, emotion into the games. Um, and then, as far as this specific topic of the derogatory term, um, I think that's something that has to be addressed off court. You know, like it, you, it doesn't matter what people call you on the court. I don't think on the courts where you school them or, or where you necessarily have to do the calling out on the social issue, um, because, you know, there's social issues everywhere or, or everywhere around the world. And yeah. I think, uh, you know, the, it, it's again, it comes down to mind games. Right, someone could be saying it, yeah, just to get into I mean, your head. And now, I mean, the, now that they know that Kyrie's trigger point, that that it is Kyrie's trigger, you know, uh, imagine Patrick Beverly going up to him in the playoffs, uh, and, and that's the first thing he's going to say yeah. to get into his head. You know Rondo, yeah, so, it, it's it's yeah. basically being mindful uh, of of what they're trying to do. You know, I mean, you can be you can be all violent, but that doesn't get that doesn't change things. And you have to, yeah. like you said, you have to address it after. I think um, if it throws you off your game, they're doing what they wanted to do. They're getting, mm. they're doing what they're supposed to do uh, and throwing you off your, your flow and um, that focus, that, that, that mental fortitude. Yeah. Uh, and I think if you are going to use that word, it, it really depends on, on the individual, you know, how they were, how they perceive it, how they use it, if they use it, if they don't use it. How the people you're around will receive yeah, it. I mean, because to each his own, if if you're ignorant and under and don't understand that it's just you're you're just using it because you know it's your it's your bro. You know, what I mean it's it's your buddy that you use it and you use it on an everyday basis. Um not on a not on a terms of of uh throwing hate or, or shade at someone but use it on a term of, of brotherly because like you said some some people use it on a context of you know bro or or or, or you know um uh one of your home homies right yo what's up i've i've heard it you know i mean yo what's up i even heard nani i've heard non-blacks use it and i'm like yo why are you using that word you're not even a you know i'm like yeah. You know, um, because one of our friends that we used to work with was was born uh, or was raised in uh, a black community. He's Asian, but because he was raised in the in that community, all he knew was the word and the lingo that he picked up. 
you know, ever right, since right. he was young. So is it wrong? Yes, it's wrong to use, but it was used in a way where it was a greeting. It was a, 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 a term of endearment. of endearment and not in an, in a way where it was used to throw shade or, 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 or trigger someone of, of the or community. Or but to you, uh, depict status. Yeah, but if you didn't know the history, also think of it this way. if you don't know the history, the of it, of it's, it's a slave term. And, yeah. and, and Tupac used it to not forget that we were slaves and to empower the black community to, to get out of always thinking that we're uh, uh, being suppressed, being the, the, the lower uh, uh, race. And so, um, meanwhile, Kyrie here is seeing it from a different perspective. Okay, let's get out of it. We've been, we've been, we've been using this term for so long. Let's get out of that and rise above it. But you can't, you can't do that to everyone because each and every other individual has their own experience, level of education uh, on the term. You know, I'm sure Kyrie's gotten this countless times previously. But what if these are guys that he doesn't have anything against? Because maybe Schroeder has. It's almost like the Rondo, Chris Paul. Russell Westbrook, uh, Damian Lillard relationship where they kind of just, they're allergic, you know, they're allergic to each other. That maybe Kyrie playing Schroeder over the past how many seasons has grown not to be fond of this guy. That he says something that other players say to Kyrie and he's like, nah, that's, it's not like that, you know. And, and some, you know, like the NBA is supposed to be a brotherhood and maybe he's, he's yeah. cool with some other players but when it comes to Schroeder, he's like, and then it's also cool. in the middle cool, of everything man. going on. Yeah, we have we have to take into context what's going on in the states yeah. as far as uh, the social uh, distress. Yeah, you know, it wasn't. I think it was maybe the day before that game, or or uh, two days before that game that that something else happened. Yeah, uh, you know, in the in the black communities, and of course we we'll, we don't want to talk about it or go too deep in depth about that in this one, but. Um, you know, I think all of that going on also plays a factor on on the mental stress that the players are going through during the season. I think that's why you see Kyrie uh, being an advocate that he is for the black community. That's also why you see him taking more games off as well uh, to to keep himself mentally in a space where he can he can kind of do both, uh, which is very hard. You know, it's, it's hard to ask for from anybody. Um, and and it's not like we Kyrie has been asked to do this or, or it's not like he wanted to do it. He just kind of got called upon to do it and then found his calling uh, as he started doing it. But uh, it's it's always a hard position to be in. Um, and it's, it's sad to see a lot of these things go on. So it's uh, you really just got to give the credit to some of the basketball players for being able to still stay professional and still handle a lot of things going on um, because <laughs> the stuff going on in this world is, is real. The stuff yeah. going on out, outside is, is too real, man. Whenever you see uh, lives being lost and, and the way they're being lost and all that stuff, it's, it's uh, too real to not, to not call attention to or not pay attention to. And of course, uh, basketball players are role models. So, and, and I think and, you see more players um, be attached or at least 
uh, be in tune with the social issues. So that is extra, extra pressure, or at least uh, on a in a on a mental standpoint, it's 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 it it clouds the focus because you're thinking, you know, at any time you could be that kid. You can be that person. You can be that Floyd. Or your, or, you can be or that your family member. You could be that next Dwayne or your brother, your sister. Exactly. So you and you're tired of it, especially if you're uh, very vocal with social issues because uh, it it hits close to home. You know, what I mean, and and that's something that you're preaching about. And then here you are watching the news. Um, a kid that gets gets pulled over because his 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 plates are expired only because uh the the city is is delayed in 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 producing you know uh uh, uh car stickers Thanks. renewer yeah. renewals it's it's the system that's broke and then you ask him to stop he stops and you mistakenly pick up a gun instead of a taser like what the f like this as a player who's very vocal and 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 out there it's gonna it's gonna rock you when you get to the game you're right yeah i try to explain to people that, that you know i imagine that you have your bar exam right for you're, you're gonna be a lawyer or maybe you're uh, gonna be a doctor and you have to take an exam and you know two days or maybe a day before that exam you find out that uh, someone close to you gets shot and killed and then you still have to go and ace that exam because they don't care if uh, you know what happened before that that your test score if you don't pass you'll have to do a whole another year of uh, med school or you have to be in law school for one whole year again and it's that type of pressure that that athletes have to deal with because they literally have to take a performance test that day you know that that game is literally a test of your performance and you know some people. It, don't understand that it's hard to perform whenever there's a lot of things on your mind, just like it would be hard to perform your best on that test whenever your mind's clouded and you, you have other things you might've studied, you know, uh, thousands of hours for that test, but then it could be that one uh, thing that happened. And, and in, in this case, it's a buildup of things, right? It's like, imagine a month before your test, someone that you knew got shot and killed. And then a week later, someone else you know got shot and killed. And then a, two days later, another instance happens. And then another instance happens a day before your test. So you got to build up a, all those events right before you take your test. And then are you still going to perform well on your test? It's going to be really, really hard. Uh, so that's the kind of perspective I try to give people what it's like to deal with social issues as, such as this and still be an athlete and still be a professional and play basketball. It's tough. really tough well thanks guys for uh joining us and uh we'll see you on the next episode uh and don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast uh follow the fan asia on twitter ig facebook and if you guys want to email us it's the fan asia gmail.com and uh, for those that want to start their own podcast or have one already and you want to monetize it wherever you are in the world check out podmetrics.co and uh, if you need a referral code, it's the fan. It's one word, uppercase T H E F A N. My name is Tony Tony. You can uh, add me on my uh, socials. It's DJ T O N Y T O N I. 
Chris? Yep. Instagram and Twitter at new11new. And, and Facebook, Chris Newsom. There we go. Uh, Javier? Instagram, Decipher25, and on Twitter, Decipher underscore 25. Great. And uh, uh, I thought we'd not record the week 17 picks. We'll do that off uh, and uh, give you the tally next game, uh, next time we record. So far, Chris is in the lead. Uh, week 16, he won. It was 27, 25 myself. Gino had 23. Uh, Javier wasn't around, so uh, we'll do one again this week. Uh, we'll do the whole week, Monday to Friday. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.